Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you've joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. Here is Good God, Good Year, Part 5. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. So, I had to find out if man has figured any of this out. How many hairs are there on the human head? Would you believe they actually know this? Well, approximately. You were born with approximately 100,000 scalp hair follicles to start with, but it varies with your natural hair color. Blondes, real blondes, (laughs) have an average of 150,000 hairs, redheads about 90, Those with black or brown have an average of 110 to 100 to 110,000. There are about 5 million hair follicles on the human, the adult human body. And men have a few hundred thousand more than women. Those follicles are distributed fairly evenly throughout the body with the exception of the hairless palms and soles. I never knew that, so I had to look at my palm. No hair. I'm not a werewolf. God is good, church family. Amen. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Even when we don't feel like it, we give thanks. In fact, the Bible calls it the sacrifice of praise. Amen. In the Old Testament, they would bring the sacrifice of the the slaughter's lambs and things like that. But in the New Testament, we bring the sacrifice of our voices to Almighty God. When you don't feel like praising him, you take time to praise him. Amen. Father, we bless you. We thank you for this day. Baby, it's cold outside, but January is just about done, Lord. One more month it is. Now, we thank you, Father, that in the midst, it's all the beautiful seasons, Father. We are blessed here, Lord. Blessed because we see that there are people that enjoy the snow, Lord. They enjoy the skiing, the snowboarding, and all the other activities that snow has. And then there are those like us that rather lay on the beach with my toe up in the air, Lord, taking a picture. We love you, Father, and we thank you for the variety. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and turn to Psalm 118. It still amazes me that they could figure out that every snowflake is different. I mean, the wonders of God, it's just mind-boggling. And I think what happens is we get so caught up in life and the busyness of life that we don't take time to enjoy the wonders, amen? The wonders, to see the little red cardinal next to snow. Isn't that the most pretty, pretty sight? You know, just the the little things that God blesses us. And we live in a rush, rush world, and we live in a world that has lots of problems, and problems come to my family and to your family like anyone else. But you know what? It's going to all pass. Anybody notice how quick January went by? Is it just like mind-boggling the way time is going? And I don't know if it's a fulfillment of a scripture that says, except the days be shortened, even the very elect wouldn't be saved. You know, I was a kid. Summer vacation lasted forever. 
you know? And now you even hear kids, oh, it's already back to school. And I'm like, I thought it was the end of the toilet paper roll, you know? As you get older, things go a lot quicker because you're getting to the end of this thing. But even kids are seeing it. So some, something's going on. Amen? Something's going on. Something's going on in our world right now. Amen, Rich? Something is going on. There's no, there's no if, what's, or buts about it. We don't live in the same world that we lived in just five years ago. It's different. It's different. And what we need to do is stay focused. And as we stay focused, I want you to keep this in front of you for the entire year. I pray that you write it somewhere, you put it somewhere. 2022, a good God, a good year. A good God, a good year. And I'm not saying you're not going to have challenges. You're not going to have things. What I'm trying to say is when we see God as a good God and we know where the good stuff comes from and where the bad stuff comes from, everything's going to be okay. Amen? This is our vision for the entire year. And you're going to hear me keep saying it throughout the year. It's going to get crazier out there, church family. There's no if, what's, or buts about it. But it's going to get, it can become a lot less crazier in here. See, the scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your attitude determines your altitude. Go to bed with the dogs, you wake up with the fleas. All these little sayings, you know. If you get a lemon in life, make lemonade. And they're truth. It's, I, I encourage you to read a, a person, maybe some of you have been introduced to her or not. Her name is Carolyn Leaf, L-E-A-F, like the leaf. Take some time, read some of her material, because she really, she's a, what they call a neuroscientist, or, and, and she explains how your thoughts, see, your, your brain is not your soul. We renew our souls, Amen. Our brain is just another organ that we have and that you can change the way your brain thinks. So if you say, I'm just a pessimist, you know, I'm always down on it. You can change that. Not going to come easy, but you can fight it. You can do it. Amen. And sometimes have a coach to help you in that goes a long way. Amen. A good God, a good year. So let's look at our foundation scripture. Psalm 118 verse one. Oh, give thanks. To the Lord. I've been studying a lot on praise, worship, and thanksgiving. It's everywhere. And it's always included in prayer. You see it all the time. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. I exhort, first of all, that prayer, supplication, intercession, and giving of thanks be made. On and on. God wants us to have a thankful heart. I'll try this side. Maybe you guys are more awake. Maybe you shoveled a little less. God wants us to have a thankful heart. I look at my sister Joey. Her son was just operated on. And yet I see thankfulness. I see a a good heart in her. And that's what it is. Is when life brings junk, stuff, you keep your eyes focused on the greater one. You do. No matter what. No matter what, this life is but a vapor. It appears for a while. In my house, we have a a wall. You know, some of you that pray with me in the morning, you see my back wall with family pictures. But this wall here has my my 
grandpa, my mom and dad, Diane's dad with all of her family. And we look at that and we say, every one of those, they died. Every one on that. And I look at that and I go, I'm going to be in that pile one day. Amen? There's an Old Testament scripture that a lot of people have a problem with, but it says precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Now, I don't believe it should be before, before we fulfill our days, but it's precious to God that when we do close these eyes, we're with him. And never again a struggle. Well, heaven's going to be boring. Oh, it will not be boring. Because you're not going to be up there too long. You're coming back down here. But it's going to be good. President Jesus. Prime Minister Jesus. King Jesus. It's going to be a lot different than what we're seeing right now, all right? Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. His mercy, his grace, his kindness endures how long? Forever. Let Israel now say, let his mercy endure forever. You remember that's the marching that they had? His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. When you're going through some march around your house and say, his mercy, his compassion, his love, his goodness, his kindness, it endures forever. Oh, pastor, you don't know what my son is doing. Have you ever tried just going to their bedroom when they're not home and do a Jericho march around that bedroom? Amen. Amen. What does that mean, Jericho March? Remember they marched around the wall and they shouted on the, the seventh day? Shout. Scream. Don't do it while they're there. You're, you're thinking, I think you've gone crazy. <laughs> Let the house of Aaron now say his mercy endures forever. And those who fear the Lord. How many fear the Lord? Let's say it. Ready? His mercy endures forever. Come on, I can't hear you. Mercy endures forever. I called on the Lord in distress. Anybody ever been in distress? Call on the Lord. The Lord answered me and he set me in a broad place, a good place. The Lord is on my side. I thank you. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Listen, guys, they could take our bodies. They can kill us. They can take our homes. They can take anything of this, but they can't take my eternal life. They can't take my zoe. They can't. This is the promise that he promised us, eternal life. Amen? And I'm the type of preacher, I'm not all heaven. We're still living in the dirty here and now. So we got to learn the word, how to survive and live victorious here. Because Jesus said, I've come that you might have and that more abundantly. So he wants us to live a good, prosperous, blessed life here on this earth. But come on, guys. Heaven is, I don't care, you own the biggest mansion on planet earth. It's going to be nothing compared to what's in store for us in heaven and then coming back down to this earth. Can I get an amen? Verse 7, the Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I will see my desires on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. Can I get an amen? amen. It is better. You know, people are already talking about the the 22 election. I'm like, are you kidding me? You think we're going to go through all that nonsense again? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Keep your eyes on Jesus. It is better 
to trust in the Lord than to put our confidence in men. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put our confidence in princes. Can I get an amen? Listen, let me just read this real quick to you. Psalm 119, verse 68. Here's the New King James. Lord, you are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. Here's the Amplified. Lord, you are good and kind and do good. Teach me your statutes. Uh, the, the Living Bible. You are, you are good and do only good. Make me follow your lead. Follow his lead. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. You know, imitate God, the scripture says, right? And then then the, the Passion Translation. Everything you do is beautiful, flowing from your goodness. Teach me the power of your wonderful word. And that's where you got to get, you, you got to get your nose in the Bible. Because if you don't, you'll start hearing statements and you'll go, well, if, if God does everything, then he's the one that kills trees at the, the forest look horrible. And he's the one that, that, you know, causes abortions. And, and uh, you know what I'm trying to say, murder and rape and on and on. No, turn to so J James 1.17. Takes a wise man to dig in the word because religion will knock you down all the time. Religion will say this, well, God did that to teach you something. His higher power. He wants you to learn something so that you can help someone else. Look, when I go through stuff, I want to learn something so I can help someone else. But it's not God doing it. All right? Look at Psalm, uh, Psalm James 117. Ready? Look how simple it is. Every good gift. Is murder a good gift? Wasn't that under one of the Ten Commandments? Is stealing a good gift? Is coveting, committing adultery on and on a good gift? And remember, those were just the Ten Commandments. Then the Jews came out and wrote another 613 more. Look what it says. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. When I go in the woods... And I know that this earth is under a curse right now, but I still see that little purple flower there and I go, wow. Or I see that thing growing out of a dead tree and I go, wow, that even in death, the good God brings life, brings beauty. Even snow, yeah, it's a pain to shovel and all, but don't you love seeing it in the mountains? Just beautiful. Why? Because every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. In other words, God doesn't say, today I'm going to do it this way, but tomorrow I'll change my mind and do whatever I feel like doing because I'm God. Jesus said, look at me. I'm humble. Learn my ways. 
He didn't walk into those disciples before he was going to die on the cross and become the, the living son of God, me and Diane. We spent a little time watching that AD. The Bible continues. Some of you might have seen it. It's the second part after the Bible series. Tremendous. And it was his death and then his resurrection. He didn't say, wash my feet, boys. Humbled himself. Put a towel around his waist. Washed his disciples' feet. Come on, church family. Let me, let me share with you one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible. The resurrected king sees his disciples out there fishing. After the resurrection, they caught nothing. And the Bible says he's cooking, up, he's barbecuing fish. And he says to them, you guys catch anything? No. Throw the net on the right side. And they caught so many fish and they brought it to him there. And what, what a scene. I don't know about you. Anybody ever gone camping? Ever see, you know, you bring a few hot dogs and you see a person there and he's cooking steak and, and salad and everything. You're like, Here's the master of the universe. Here's the creator of all things. He sees his boys out there fishing. And what does he do? He cooks them a barbecue. The love of God. If your whole life could just dwell on the love of God, you will live a victorious life. But as long as you think, oh, God's out the gate. He's going to teach me something through this. I sinned. I blew it. We all sinned. We all blew it. That's why he went to the cross. Rest in him. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. We need to see how much he loves us personally. I've been saying that every week. Look at a scripture that so often is taken out of contents. Romans 8.28. And we read it and we know all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, those that are called according to his purpose. That young child dying, that was God's sovereign will. And God just had a mysterious plan. No, it was the devil. The thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But when I know that and I understand that, then this scripture is a beautiful scripture. And I read, and Lord, I know that all things work together for good because I love you. So I changed the scripture a little, and I read it like this. And I know that all things work out together for Tom's good because I love God, and I am called according to his purpose. Do you see that? Say that with me. Say it with your name in there. Ready? And I know that all things work together for, say your name, good. Because I love God and I am called according to his purpose. Again, in the Old Testament under law, it was, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your being. And Moses goes up into the thing and they're having a big orgy already. 
Well, that's really loving the Lord their God. Isn't it interesting that before the ten, before they made the statement, whatever the Lord tells us to do, we will do. Every time they sin, God was gracious to them. But after that statement, then the judgment started falling down. Sometimes we need to just get before God and say, look, I can do nothing, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Look at 1 John chapter 4. We need to understand how this love operates. I think Paul did such an amazing job in Romans chapter 8 for us to comprehend. And then in Ephesians chapter 3, that we can comprehend the, the height, the depth, the, the length, the breadth of the love of God, the love of Christ. Just comprehend this, this love that he really loves me. Little Tom that's here but for a moment and then be gone in a moment. But he loves me. Come on, say that to yourself over and over. 2022, a good God, a good year. He loves me. Look at 1 John 4.10, ready? In this is love. Not that we love God. Jesus went to the cross when I was still, couldn't give two hoots about Jesus Christ. Come on, anybody? Man, there was times they would, Jesus, I'm going to enjoy, I'm a teenager. Oh! Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And what did he do? He sent his son to be the propitiation or the mercy seat or the sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, what should we do? Love one another. Then go down to verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. There's a day of judgment coming. But again, for us Christians, it's called the Bema seat. We're not going to be judged. We're only going to be judged for what we did with our time, our talent, our treasure, our lives. And that's to receive rewards. Amen? Because as he is, so are we in this world. Think about that. Chew on that one for a couple thousand years. As he is glorified, seated at the right hand of almighty God, so am I right now in this world. Look, I'm not adding anything to the scripture at all. Look what it says. As he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Why? Because fear involves torment. Ain't that the stinking truth, right? But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Yeah, I got that, Lord. I'm learning. Yeah, Tom, I understand. That's why I put verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. Said it again. I love him because he loved me. It's not about me trying to be a good, good, good boy. And look, I want to serve the Lord. I want to live for the Lord. I want to use whatever 20, 30, whatever years I have left, I want to give it fully to the Lord in whatever capacity he wants in this last stir of my life. But it's not about what I do. It's about what he does. What I do is in storing eternal treasures for me. But his love for me, it doesn't change if I do nothing. If all I do is accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, I still go to heaven. Amen? Amen? Come on, church family. The Bible says some will be saved as if by fire. 
I wonder how many at the very last second of their life cried out, Jesus, and I think of that story of Brother Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, when he died when he was about 14 years old and he was going to hell. And all of a sudden he heard a voice and he, as he was being pulled back up, he said it was like a magnet. You couldn't stop it as hell was sucking you in. And he started going up and all of a sudden, what did he see? He saw his mom on the front porch crying out in prayer, crying out in prayer. And he died again and he felt this magnet. He saw the gates of hell. He saw the flames of hell. He felt this being next to him about ready to throw him into hell for all eternity. And he heard that voice again and the voice brought him up. And as he got up, his mom was praying. And all of a sudden he says, I believe Amen. that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He said when he first went down, he said, why am I going this way? I've been water baptized. I went to church. Church ain't going to get you saved. Water baptism isn't going to get you saved. A personal relationship accepting him as your Lord and Savior will get you saved. And then he got born again. Never feared hell again. I have no fear of hell whatsoever. None whatsoever. Psalm 86.5. We got to wrap up quick here. For you, Lord, are good. You're ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. I just looked up some different scriptures on this goodness of God as we wrap this up today. Psalm 34.8. This is the Amplified. You can put that up there. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, our God, is good. Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied is the man who trusts and takes refuge in him. What does that mean, take refuge? You ever see some of these high towers and all? The windows are like really small, just enough for them to shoot out. But for a guy to get an arrow in, he's got to be a really good shot. He's our refuge. Nahum 1.7, this is the amplified version. The Lord is good, a strength and stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows, recognizes, and has knowledge and understands those who take refuge and trust in him. To understand God, we need to understand Jesus. You'll never understand God through nature. No, nature is still under the curse right now. You'll never, either. I mean, star, they, they, you know, you got to comprehend this. What was the authority? How much did God give to Adam and Eve? Think about this. There are stars dying today. So that means that their authority went throughout the entire universe. And they still can't find the end of the universe. Now they got this new telescope. And this new telescope will be all open by June. And it's going to see all the way to the end. No, it won't. No, it won't. No, it won't. Acts 10.38 says it so well. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I'll wrap up with this quick story. Jesus one day came into town. I remember what town it was. And there was a lady bent over. Couldn't stand up. I think it was for 18 years. I might be wrong on that. And Jesus said, he was going to raise her up. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees said, No, you can come any day you want to be healed. Oh, you believed in healing now. <laughs> but not on the Sabbath. 
And Jesus makes this statement. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from this infirmity? Oh, wait a minute. I missed the part, the important part. Whom Satan has bound. So he's telling us that sickness and disease is not a gift from God. Anybody that thinks that's a gift from God, yeah, you don't know what I, we went through, and it's not a gift from God. Amen. And others that went through, not a gift from God. It's a gift from the pit of hell. And that's why there'll be no sickness, nor disease, nor death, nor sorrow throughout all eternity. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. So if anything you got out of this whole series, I know it's been a crazy month with uh, lost one week there and this and that, God loves you. And that he is a good God. And that 2022 is going to be a good year in the midst of an operation, in the midst of, man, I went shopping the other day and half the shelves were empty. In the midst of whatever goes on with this crazy world, he's a good God. And everything will be okay. If he's got to send Raven to my house, amen, he'll take care of us. He'll take care of us. Father, we do bless you. And we thank you that in the midst of a crazy world, we could have such, such peace, Lord. Such peace that you can count all the hairs on my head. Man. That you... How many times have you walked in my bedroom and I'm sleeping and you just stare at me like I stared at my little Rebecca and Jennifer and Daniel as I stare at my grandkids when I see them. If I yearn, if I, being a natural parent, know how to give good gifts to my children how much more how much more how much more how much more when I was a child and my dad said it wasn't very often I lived I grew up in a very hard-working family but he would say tomorrow we're going to Point Pleasant, I could barely sleep all night. So excited. We're going to go to the beach, the biggest sandbox that there is. So excited. How much more? God wants us to have our expectors out. That he's about to do something in your personal personal life. I just read this on Twitter yesterday. Keep thanking God that it's coming. Keep talking like it's on its way. Keep expecting things to change in your favor. Our attitude should be what I'm believing for may look dead, but I know what God promised me is still alive. This morning as we wrap up, if you're here and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, today you'd like to make that decision. This loving God 
He's got arms open to you. Well, I can't believe God will send anybody to hell. God is a just God. And there are people in hell today. Don't be one of them. He made a path. He made a way that you can not go to hell. You're here and you'd like to get to heaven, accept Jesus, get a relationship with the Creator. Then pray this prayer with me and we'll all pray it together to make it easy for you. Say this with me, my dear God in heaven. I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the Son of God. Come on, I can't hear you. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins, accepting me into your kingdom. I repent of my sins. Therefore, I know I am born again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. No one looking around if you're making that decision today. We'd like to give you a free gift. You don't have to stand or come to the front. An altar worker will come to you. We'd like to just help you in your start of getting to have this relationship with the Creator. If you're just not sure yet, you would still like this gift or, you know, yet you've already accepted Christ, but you're not living for Him. We'd like to still bless you with this gift. If you don't have a Bible, there's a card in there. Take it to our bookstore. They'll give you a free New Testament hour gift to you. So if you're here today receiving Jesus for the very first time, rededicating your life to him, or you're just not sure yet, but you would still like this package before you leave that with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll come to you. Would you slip your hand up high? Let, it, let them see it, and they'll come right to you and bring you this gift. We're here for you. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. But what if you're wrong? And what have I lost? There's no heaven or hell. What did I lose? But if there is a heaven or hell, what have you lost? This gift is free. Just slip your hand up. Let them see it. I'll bring it right to you. All right, let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this day, and I just thank you for your loving here today. Just beautiful, Lord. Your love, the love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless. Your love is beyond words. I thank you for each and every person. And I pray this week, Lord, and Wednesday night when we start talking about love this month, Lord, that they would see your love towards them individually. That 2022, that they'll see that God is a good God. And this year is going to be a good year. Maybe the year we go home, I don't know. But I thank you for each and every person with the blessing they are to this church, to myself, to my wife, Lord. I thank you for your blessing upon them. The Lord bless you, church, and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his confidence, his grace, his mercy, and give you continuous peace. Say this with me. I thank you today, Father, that you have made me the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are and deeply loved. Blessed be a blessing. Go be a blessing, church family. Have a great day.
Rejoice.